Welcome, everybody. This is BMP Weekly episode 203. It is 27th of March, 2023. In the BMP Weekly, we always talk about the latest within the Microsoft 365 All App, including the other areas of Microsoft Cloud, which would be Azure and Power Platform, uh, which quite often are being used together with Microsoft 365. Well, you cannot use Microsoft 365 without Azure because Azure is the identity source and things, right? So, you know, I can see your face. <laughs> yeah, like you can, you can, you, know, you can always define like, yeah, what is an Azure? So when you use identity in M365, are you using Azure or not? So it's like you will have an Azure subscription. Debatable. Yeah. Anyways, we're here to tell you more about what you can do on Microsoft 365 and what people are doing with it. That is correct. And and uh, my name is Sasha I'm a product manager on the Microsoft 365 Flatman side, and with me as a co-host is. Hey everybody, my name is Valdek Mostegas and I'm Cloud Developer Advocate for Microsoft 365 and Microsoft. Excellent. So uh, today uh, we have an interview with Louisa Fries, which we already recorded, uh, Spilling the Beans. Uh, and it was a great interview, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, we talked about, well, how about we will not tell you what we talked about, but instead Let's jump we on. give you the opportunity <laughs> to jump directly into it. Let's do that. Let's jump on the interview. Welcome, Louisa, uh, on the PMP Weekly episode. Uh, I have no idea, 203. 203. Thank you. <laughs> I'm watching the invite. It's missing the number. <laughs> you didn't put it. Uh, I did, yeah, that's true. That's on me. Uh, I take full responsibility of missing that. Um, but, Louisa, you've you actually been in a show in the past as well, but it's been a while, so we wanted to get you back, and, and you're super visible in the community, open source, and, and social media, and all of that. Um, but still, there might be one or two people in the world who do not know who you are. Can, can okay. you do a quick intro who you are? Okay, so for everyone who does not follow uh, this show or nor follow me on social media, hi, I'm Lisa Fraser. I'm a Power Platform and a Swift developer based in Germany. I'm an awarded MVP uh, in two categories, business applications and M365 development. Um, I'm a member of this gorgeous BNP team. Um, my favorite number is 42. And I quit drinking coffee at the beginning of the year. How That's do you crazy. feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just like super crazy, but uh, I did and it feels amazing. So, yeah, 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 yeah I, I know. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you empty. are just like it's weak. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, everyone is just like... Anytime. I can stop anytime. <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 I don't. I don't have a problem at, at all. At all. So. <laughs> yeah. So but I don't I want can, to, but I could. So. <laughs> so I can uh, transform thin air into code. It's just like not coffee into code, but just a thin air into code. Thin air, not thin air. Thin air. It, it, maybe even thin air. Good, good. Let's let's start. What does it? Uh, what do you do actually then for a day-to-day work? What does? How does your typical day uh, look like? You go to, you wake up at seven a.m. in the morning. You jump to the train. You go to the office, or is that? Yeah. So I. No, not not four a.m. But uh, I start my day with a morning walk, and then have breakfast, and after that I um, take a shower and. 
Yeah, yeah, like no, 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 no. Going to the gym. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm just like uh, going for a walk outside because it just like clears the mind. And uh, after having breakfast, I sit down in home office and uh, start to work. And I'm not opening Outlook nor opening Teams. They just like get stuff done, which means uh, integrating apps in three different clouds. It's M365 and it's Power Platform. And of course, it's Azure. And things are getting just like, a bit complex if you deal with just like several approaches on how to integrate things for customers. And yeah. um, what, what kind on, of approaches are there? What 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 would be an example which you can under NDA uh, share among friends yeah, so, within so, this so, call? So, 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 so maybe <laughs> maybe under NDA. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so we're all now under friend DA. So all yes. um, our viewers uh, and listeners of PMP Weekly need to sign the friend DA. Um, so for example, um, yeah. So. <laughs> customer wanted to have an inventory app, um, which means they have just like a bunch of virtual machines, a bunch of file shares, just like their entire infrastructure. And they want to assign people who review all of these items and they needed to have an app for that. And of course, it, um, it sits somehow in Power Platform because we need to manage the data and data versus an excellent uh, data storage uh, for that. But also we need to assign tasks and we need to assign people and they're just like several workflows. So there is an entire solution covering, of course, um, a nice UI. And this is actually then a web app, <laughs> which sits in Azure, but then we connect the Dataverse. And of course it's uh, leveraging a bunch of other services as well. So, um, yeah, and I'm responsible to architect that, and I have just like um, two and a half developers working with me to achieve what the customer wants to achieve. Cool, cool. So, you don't have devs. It almost sounds like two and a half men. <laughs> yeah, it is just it is, it is it is two devs and a junior, and they made me responsible for all of them, and it, it feels kind of weird because um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great series, by the way, series name. You two and a half Jeff. Uh, yeah, but then it's uh, just like Louise and two and a half Jeff. Oh, great. <laughs> but yeah, actually, that's a, that's kind of an interesting... Um, so you, you talked about the tasks and the information and businesses, and that's actually an interesting storyline, just, just a random example, of course, on the, on the business applications, but creating tasks the most convenient way rather than having a task in an application would be create actual tasks which are available across all of the applications. So therefore, again, we're tying back on always to this, how would I put it, uh, cloud uh, connected business applications, which are then connected to our productivity search, so to say, which yeah. is actually really cool. It's it's pretty cool setup when you start thinking the the accessing the emails, accessing files, accessing tasks, all of that stuff. Yeah, a, because a of course leveraging Graph API, just like because some of the tasks sits in to do, and some of them sit in Planner, and some of them sit in various SharePoint lists, and some of them sit in Azure DevOps, and some of them sit in GitHub. So we just like need to aggregate all of that. Uh, yeah. and display that to the user because they do not really want to open 10 different websites or yeah. 10 different portals to then just like kind of collect all those things. And then they spend the entire day with just like only aggregating what should be just like in one view for them. 
because that just like keeps them busy and nobody yep. really gets paid or it's just like being protective by opening and closing websites and then logging in and logging out and doing all of that stuff and then taking notes about the things that they already did because there's no way to keep track of that. And, yeah. and that, that is really actually, the goal. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the aggregation is actually the key, what you were just saying, because I, that always reminds me on the on the at some point of a, uh, let's say, historical things, uh, you know, way back. Let me do this. Taking Take you back, 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 way back, now, back, 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 back into time. <laughs> this was cool, just the very first time you've done it. After a week, it's kind of like, or like two weeks, you're like, yeah. not again. I, I'm, Patrick, Patrick Rogers has already said that he will come. One of these days, he will knock on the door and he will just come and tear that away. <laughs> throw it away. <laughs> exactly, and goes... <laughs> Yes. And, and, and can I still join this online uh, petition to support Patrick <laughs> yeah. in that? Just, just asking for, a, just asking for was, some friends. Uh, one, just one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> this is way better. Yes. Well, that that brings us to an interesting point that I don't want to ask, right? So it sounds to me very much like... My question. Of, My question. <laughs> no, no, what please was your do question? Like you lost your ability to get your question answered the moment you put in that... <laughs> No, 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 we Finns, we're so silent. Come on, it's, uh, you know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> can someone um, meet Visa? <laughs> I can, actually, I can. Let's uh, because then he will not be able to unmute. Um, you very much see, seems, seems like, you know, the fact that people work all over the place across the different tools, it seems like a symptom of the bring your own tool to your, yes. your workplace, which is very much, on one hand, seems like a blessing because you can just, like, whatever way is natural to you you can do work with that but then you kind of like everybody does their own thing and there's lack of tall overview so how do you how do you see that emerge over the last few years in workplace and what strategies have you seen customers with whom you work apply to kind of mitigate or organize that yeah so this um spread of tools it's just like it just like took over so i just like see so many great tools, but let's say it like that. So Microsoft is not the only player. And that means that if I come uh, freshly to a customer, they already have just like a bunch of tools and they use just like M365 and they use other stuff as well. And sometimes IT department is not even aware what is used because maybe they have loose policies or they just like gave up on um, I'm beating shadow IT. It's just like, so there's just like a lot to cover. And then we just like investigate what is going on and who is using what and what were they trying to achieve with that. And then I somehow come up with a master plan and um, talk to them. <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, my NCDs well domination plans. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's for the good, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's really for the better because I, I really don't like that if people waste their time. I feel sure. like we we all want to be productive. We do not want to be busy. We want to add value. And it's just like totally energy draining if you sit at work the entire day and do not got, get stuff done. So that is energy draining and it's just like a poor experience for people. And as sure. people want to add value, there needs to be a better way. And what cost, what customers are doing is just like instead of just like looking into okay so we have 30 different tools for i don't know tracking tasks 
because there are really just like a lot of tools for tracking tasks in the world, um, they buy another tool to track tasks. So yes. then they have yes. already one tool it, to it, track That's going to be the tool, you know, this is going to be <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah. best you, tool. You know, it's just well, like when you very, want to very, implement very a new standard. It's a easy way, you know, you to get rid of your whole list of tasks and, and start yes. with a new tool and exactly. clean, yeah. clean, clean, clean. Reset. Clean, I don't have many tasks. Yeah, exactly. This time it's going to be different. Yes. Yeah, you, yes. you just like make a new list. Um, and of course, this is not solving the problem, just like adding another problem to that list. And what True. we do True. is just like really, um, really investigate that. And then I, I, I try to, um, I try to marry condo that. So I ask people, <laughs> hey, does it, does it spark joy? And sparking joy means does it add value? So we translate that. And if it does not spark joy or adds value, then we need to get rid of that. And sure. sometimes it's tough decisions and it's hard for people to let go of things because they were used to that and change is hard on people. They but, on that. Um, yeah. yep. And they invested on that. But if I uh, promise to just like, aggregate things and that we will just like lighten that load of wow you need to open 10 different websites just to see what is going on today um that mostly they they do like it and they will adjust and in the end of course they they are more productive with less tools yeah yeah now coming back on my way back uh thing uh See, I'm learning the way, going back, way. Now, uh, but back in the time, at some point, there was this bigger trend of, of every single uh, larger, let's say, manufacturer creating their own extranet. And then they basically said, we're betting on this e-commerce thing, and e-commerce is a big thing. All of the the the, uh, the businesses, which or how we sell stuff, is in a way that people come to my extranet and then they do buys and sells and all of that stuff. Now, the interesting dynamics on that is that it's kind of that the, the sprawl of things where then a one person needs to go because they need to go to that extranet and that extranet and that extranet and that extranet. And if when in the worst case scenario, the companies, some, I, I, because I've seen this, are saying, yeah, we're not doing any other business than through our website. Well, if every single company would be doing the same, then who would actually come to, to your extranet? Because everybody's expecting, you know, people come to their extranet, not to go to yeah. other people's extranet. It's it's an interesting kind of a sprawl of, you know, services and applications and, and things which you need to learn to do. Now, back in the time, there wasn't a centralized, whatever, identity where it all starts uh, with the Azure AD um, and the business applications and integration and productivity. Whoa, so. well, I guess even uh, there, speaking like, of so one identity, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. should we really, go go like, should we really just, I'm, I'm just asking myself, <laughs> if you want me to rant about that. You if you that. are in a, if you're working only in a one tenant, then you have a one identity, right? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah so, so I will start And anything with... else? You're in a tunnel. I cannot hear you. So I, I, <laughs> I, I think up. I will I, I will start with that one. You know, OneDrive, right? So if it's OneDrive, why do we all have at least two? I've got three. So that is, so at least, right? So at, at least we have two. And so, so that is the first thing that I have a personal identity and then maybe a company identity and maybe I still work at the university and then I have a third um, identity and I have my deaf tenant. So this is my fourth identity. And then I work just like in different tenants as well because I'm a consultant. So sure. 
I have 15 identities at least every single day. Uh, it's a pain in the ass to be frank. It's, a, it's an interesting, uh, well, the identity discussion is interesting because, of course, you will have a identity within the customer tenant, right? So, uh, for As an example, in your case, Move you have an identity up. in Microsoft. Move your mic up. You have an identity on the on the <laughs> on the Microsoft tenant as you're signing into the Microsoft and all of that, and then that customer makes decisions around the security and the policies and 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 requirements. So, and that's kind of the justification why do we have multiple tenants? But would there be a smarter way of doing things? Didn't we actually have something you you said, Waldek, that says it's hailing uh, in your location? We we it was, we had no, a now it's sunny. Hailstorm. What was it? It was something related on identity at some point. The idea was basically that people would have a one identity, but then it starts, you know. You mean the um, uh, what was it? Yeah. So there was there was on Windows there was the um, something with cards, uh, virtual cards. No, and that was the, <laughs> uh, the a centralized identity. I did, well, anyway, anyway the, the basic idea was to one identity. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. But that that gets incredibly difficult. And when I think about verified user, we know how well Twitter tweets <laughs> plus, plus How do I verify? And even even typical things like like well, typical things. But uh, like in my case, when I need to do every now and then financial business within the U.S. because of the company being there and all of that stuff. How do they identify you? You call them. Back in nowadays, it's a, it's a website and all of that. But back in at some point, it was basically faxing the picture of your passport, and then they were asking questions like, "What is your address?" And it's like, "Well, how do you how do you how do you verify a person?" That's the challenge um, because that's not unique worldwide, right? Because there is in in certain countries. We do have a really well, let's say, centralized structure of catalog of people. In certain countries, they don't want to have that. So there is no verified way of doing that. It's, a, it's an interesting challenge. It is. <laughs> On the bombshell, <laughs> that conversation went to a place where it's like... Like, yeah, How did we get there? It's the Monday. Come no, on. So, about it. anyway, um, I have I have another thread. So, uh, Lisa, you mentioned a while back that uh, if things you know don't spark joy, if they don't help us, we get rid of them. AI. Over the last few weeks, it's unavoidable. Like there is no place where you can hide, or like no rock under which you can hide where you will not hear about ChatGPT and AI. And if anything else, it's a great productivity add-on allowing you to summarize, write things, create images, whatever. What, what, what are your experiences with this so far? What have you tried to do? What have you seen work? And what is your idea? How do you see it becoming a part of the way we work? Okay. Um, so first thing, of course, like, Everyone, I played around with these services, so ChatGPT and now GPT-4, and of course I played around with just like a bunch of other services as well. And then I built a few, let's say, yeah, well, just like draft, very, very drafty apps, just like to see do I get that to work. So I don't know. I I have just like a GPT bot in my terminal in VS Code, or I build a Power App. I built just like very small web apps, just like to see. Does that work in the intended way? And um, to me, of course, I could, now that 
bring that now to Teams, bring this to SharePoint, bring this now to where people actually work so that they do not need to switch context anymore if they want to ask just like that I, I uh, a question. And of course, at very first sight, this is helpful. But I wouldn't be either if I did not have opinions on that as well, right? This is why I'm here. So and they're just like, um, I, I have a few concerns about that. I, I do not like to be the party pooper, but these mm, these models, they are trained with highly biased data. And it is garbage in, garbage out. Uh, which means that those um, that those uh, chatbots are racist, sexist, ableist, um, just like all the things that we try to fight, and they perpetuate narratives that we do not want to have in our world. And I know that especially Microsoft is just like caring about diversity and inclusion, and just like making that world a better place, and still in these uh, large language models, we have we face just like serious issues with that. And of course, with um, fine-tuning those models, they, they of course, they, they improve as well and they iterated over that. And now they have measurements in place so that if you ask something sexist or racist, that it will tell you, hey, 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 we will not go there. This is a bad idea, so please don't. But if you're just like more subtle in your prompts, um, or if you do not say, hey, and please do also include women, for example, then it will not do that. So, for example, mm. ask one of the models. It does not matter which one it is, who scored the most goals in international soccer games. It will tell you that with active players, this is Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. If you make a fact check on that, it is not Cristiano Ronaldo. Okay. It is Christine Sinclair, which is a female soccer player who played, who scored more goals in international soccer games. But it yep. will not disclose this because it is fed with sexist data who do not feel like women's soccer needs to be represented in data. And therefore, it outputs those highly biased data. Yep. And that means that at some point, we will, of course, um, use this response to create content. And then we'll just use this as an example. We will then create content. And the then we are amplifying yeah. that. And at some point, another model will be trained with that data as well. Yep. And then it's just like it's, it's getting into a spiral of just like being even worse. That is the first thing. So it is highly biased and it's factually not correct. And the second thing, of course, is while it might be helpful for some people just like to get just like an outline or a very first draft so that you can just like iterate on that. It also means that we go over that initial struggle of, whoa, I have this blank piece of canvas and I now need to write something and just like to overcome that creativity blocker. Um, and that means that we lose that ability because we are not exposed to that anymore. So whenever you do something that makes you feel like just like slightly uncomfortable, which is like, then you grow. And if it's mm -hmm. too easy, then you do not grow anymore because you're never outside of your comfort zone. And 
that is the second concern that I have about that. And that does not mean that we can't use those tools. It just means that we need to find a more creative way to use those tools. And that we need to have better data to train those models to overcome all these biases that are now built in. Sure. I guess it's also, so I think there was uh, some somebody else who mentioned that the other day that uh, we're not quite there yet. And I don't know if we will ever be in a place where you can use AI for research, right? Because like, apparently like it hallucinates, it gives you a link to papers yeah. that don't yep. exist. It's just a language yep. thing. It's not yeah. a database of stuff. Like, and sure, there, yep. there are AI models that are trained on papers, on the actual research, but the majority isn't, right? So it's also like being aware of it, what data has the model that you use has been trained on and what to use it for and what to use use it not for. I think that that is also a critical skill that we will have to learn uh, the coming years because I, I, I don't think that there will be a way around it. Really? Yeah, so there's there's two things. So especially ChatGPT was um, 60% or 80% trained on web crawl, which is just like 80% US-based service, which means there is just like, of course, a certain angle in which the world is viewed. And second thing is, if you look into those models and how you would implement that, there is this uh, temperature parameter in which, which you decide as a developer, how do I want that model to calculate the probability of the next syllable. So it is really just like this chat experience of it is typing because it calculates the next subword, which is a syllable, yep. just like three or four letters. And that is calculated. And if you give it a higher temperature, then just like more syllables are just like likely to happen, which means it is even less sticking to the facts. So ChatGPT was not designed as a fact database. It was designed to also be just like a creative generator, which means it is also good in creating poems. And as much as I appreciate poems in literature, that does not mean that this will just like serve me in the business if I really need to stick to facts. So, and we need to be aware of what is it doing? And if we only assume, well, it is a machine, so it needs to tell me the truth because it can't lie. Oh, it does. <laughs> because the internet is full oh, of truth. Everything in the internet yeah, you is know, anyway it, it true. Is in the so. internet, therefore, it's, it yes. needs to be true. Yes. Um, it, yes. So uh, we just need to be careful. And I think we're not quite there yet. But of course, there is this race to AI with the um, big vendors right now. And it's just yep. like comparable to the race to the moon. Um, and I think... we. Everyone launched too early. Um, so I think well, Microsoft it's, it's launched the, too early. Isn't and it I the also classic think thing? that Google launched too early. Isn't it the, the classic thing with almost everything always in IT, which is we're a bit more too much forward leaning, basically almost showing things which are not. All at once <laughs> and everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So what does it actually do? Almost everything all at once and everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and of course, that's marketing. I, I, 
So, I, but I, still. I appreciate the possibilities. And of course, I like to play around with the latest and greatest. Yep. And I, I, I did that as well. But I just like trying to, to, to balance things a little bit and to make people who then want to use those products to to be conscious about that. So what they are yeah. using. So no, it is not crawling the web. No, there is no um, there is no guarantee of uh, factuality of of all of the outputs. And yes, you can use this as a draft, but you need to validate that uh, that response, which means we're yeah. now shifting left. Um, so previously, it was me creating the content and maybe I then asked my manager when I worked just like in a, in a corporation, hey, your manager, is that okay? And then I got their approval and they validated that for me. And now it's just like it's a bot generating the content and it's me validating that content and verifying if I make the time to do that. If I'm yeah, willing to put choose, in the effort, if you choose to if I choose to mission, see, okay, those, to those, 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 those resources, <laughs> do they really exist? Because yeah, they true. don't usually. So um, if you make a fact check, they usually don't exist. So now it's up to me to validate that. So we shifted that left, but we cannot really fully trust that left side right now. And um there needs this to is be your like reality if you choose to so, choose to trust well, us. Yes. Yes. And, but I mean, in in a way, like if you think about it, it's not different than talking to a human, right? Like I I can tell you a thing, and you still need to check: Am I right? Am I saying you a real thing, or maybe I'm making up? Like, yeah. So you know, there was a research thing. Like, what was that the case or not? And yes, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is exactly the same thing. Like. Like yes. you need to apply a filter and basically the same way, if I ask you opinion or something you you haven't thought of, you will give your gut check feeling like I feel about it that way. On the other hand, if I ask you something, I give you a week and you will do research, write something down, go through it. You'll be more informed about it and your opinion will come across in a way different, more informed way, factual way, as opposed to, you know, your knee jerk reaction now. I'm putting you on the spot. I want to know about something. And you're like, uh, whatever. You know, so I, yeah. I think it sounds very it, much like the same thing, like it is a word in advance as opposed to having the whole thing at once. Yeah. So with the difference that, of course, if I ask you, Valdek, then, of course, I, I perceive you as just like an expert in X, Y, Z. And then I will ask you and I base that on my previous experience with you. Because you have a certain expertise, certain reputation, uh, we had certain, certain interactions, and therefore I think, yeah, I can trust that person or I can't trust that person. Trustworthy. While those uh, responses that I get from those LLMs, they do not have memory. And if I prompted the very same thing, three times I get three different responses and yeah. uh, they do not even just like only um, differ just like in some just like minor wording sometimes it's just like the complete opposite which means trustworthiness and just like consistency is still a challenge and I yeah. as I said this will be great but right now I would not rely on it it is good for drafting, but you need to extra validate all of it. And that just yeah. means that the work becomes a little bit different. Yeah, let's be careful out there.
right? <laughs> you be exactly. dragon. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. a whole different note, moving a bit of away from AI, yeah. because I believe that we could spend like the whole week talking yeah, about yeah, absolutely. Know, the different, uh, different aspects of it. One thing that I admire in you a lot, Louisa, is the breadth of tech that you use. Like one day I see you do something in serverless, then power apps, then uh, something else, then Python. How do you, how do you, like, what are your unhuman skills to say that the way to be able to do that, to, to keep yourself grounded in that, that uh, new mindset, being open to everything, not trying to pick a hammer and just go deep on one thing, but really working, like working out in a way in breath. Uh, I think I just have some kind of uh, built-in curiosity. I'm just like, I'm constantly seeking new things because um, on the one hand, and it might relate to someone in this room as well. So on the one hand, I just like need structure and uh, I need routine and all of that, but I totally get bored by that. So I need excitement again. <laughs> <laughs> then I, I need, need to break out. What is the new thing? <laughs> <laughs> and then I need to sort of have a new thing. And, um, and it, it, it doesn't really matter to me what that new thing is because I, I, I still feel like, wow, I'm so new to this tech world and I barely know anything because everyone else knows more than me. And of course, that is not true because, so, yep. but somehow or sometimes I perceive it like that. And then I need to build something that I never built before. And this nearly happens every single day because those projects get so complex. And also the community work that I'm doing gets so complex that I am exposed to new things. And then I end up with just like, okay, so how does Python work? And then I watch a few videos and then I build a few apps. And of course that does not happen just like overnight, but I'm, I'm getting following up on things. And at some point it will be beneficial either in a project or in a community project so that I can put that into use then as well. And um, I just like to, um, to know more than one particular thing. So of course I could just like find a very, very small niche and then become the super expert in that. And of course, of course, um, th there are some topics where if you ask people, so who could help with that, that my name would just like be in that discussion. But I also like to to know more things and to explore more things and um, to deal with a lot more than just like this, this super narrow niche. And I, I like learning. It is um, it just like gives me joy to expose myself and then to immerse myself into something new and then seeing how my skills in that matter grow and how I could put that into practice and how this then relates to the other tech that I do already know about. And at some point, someone will ask a question and that could even be in a group chat. And then there comes a moment where I think, oh my God, I am competent in this. I can answer that question and I can teach people on how to do this. And it's just like, <laughs> and that is just like this, this, this mind blowing moment. It's just like similar when you find the answer to your question when you Google something in your own blog. This is, it's, it's similar. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 
Now, on that one, what would be your three kind of tips on being curious and not overwhelmed? Because that that might happen for for a lot of people as well, because there's so much technology out there and there's like AI stuff and I don't have time to read all of that stuff. And oh my God, this stuff in here and that stuff. I don't know. How can I deal with this? things to learn now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so um, I I, I will not bore you with my, hey, these are the the best prompts for ChatGPT or something like that, but um, to to maintain your curiosity, just like do whatever feels right. So it it, it sounds super obvious, but there is no, you need to learn technology X, Y, Z to be successful. If you love it, then you will become successful by doing what you love. So I'm I'm really a firm believer in that. And if you do like serverless, then please do so. And if you, so maybe I'm not the the best advisor for serverless, but I I might know a thing or two as well. And I I find it really cool. So um, please do so. And if everyone is telling you that the tech that you picked has no future or whatever. So please just like do what what you're interested in because then you will just like, you will spark that joy and you will convince people of that and you will be very, very good and you will be so good that others can't ignore you anymore for being so good at it. So um, I think that is um, that is the first advice. Pick what you love. Yep. Uh, second is... Be consistent. Um, do a small thing every day or every week or every month, just like like your time allows you, and stick to that and document what you're doing. And you can just like write your notes. You, you can put out a blog post, or you can record something, or you can so w- whatever that is. But document what you're doing, and best case, make that public to everyone so share what you know because even if you think well I, I i don't know anything and i'm just a complete beginner and it is obvious that everyone knows that we all tend to overestimate what others know and i had just like so many people say wow you explained that so well and i thought just like it was just it it, it, it was something else but then now i know why that is so thank you for explaining that and it's just like it is good to to, to reaffirm that and to reassure yourself that you're making progress yep. and third advice so um <laughs> do what you love. Yeah. No, that's all good. All good. Now, before we actually close, something what we wanted to actually touch as well. So you are actually at Amsterdam right now. Uh, yes. And and even though the background is kind of a teasing out that you would be calling from I, your yeah, home office. This is, this is virtual. <laughs> now, uh, can you talk about a bit on on why are you in Amsterdam and why do you do the, these kind of things as well? So what what why events? Why events the, matter? Yeah. Okay. So what I'm here an- and why events. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm in Amsterdam because um, I'm a member of the program team of uh, this year's European uh, SharePoint conference, the ESPC I think 23. It's European uh, Microsoft Drive SharePoint Azure, whatever. Yeah. So it's it's, a, it's a so it is. It is ESPC. Viva. We can go later. Yeah. It is everything. Um, so latest and greatest uh, 
Tech. It is uh, happening end of November, also in Amsterdam. And the program team is meeting this week here to discuss the program. And I'm very honored to be part of that. And uh, so it is just like a lot of days ahead with um, full day meetings. So this will be um, interesting and challenging, but uh, we're doing this to uh, just like ensure that um, attendees have the best experience possible. Um, what can we expect of it? What can, what can we expect of the event? Any spe specific directions or topics other than Microsoft Cloud all up? Uh, oh, well, as the meetings are starting as of tomorrow, of course I can't close anything right now. I can't share oh. anything. So um, yeah, I'm so sorry about that. We won't that, tell anybody. We, we promise uh, not uh, to tell anybody. It's, it's, okay, yes, okay. It's just there will us. be, so there will okay. be great sessions. Ooh. Awesome Ooh. networking awesome. and I, I think good food. Cool. And That's... I hope for uh, many friends to hug and many selfies to take to have uh, good memories. Yeah. I have to say last so, last year the ESPC in Copenhagen was really really good. It was and and the venue is just out of this world. To be fair, and the Copenhagen and uh, the the location and venue because you're basically in the hotel and the conference center. You can go inside. It's just super convenient. So yeah, um, and I had the, and, the big pleasure to be on stage together with Visa. So that was. Um, that was a first one for me, so that was uh, that was really cool. But um, yeah, so why am I doing events? Um, I love to share what I know. I love that feeling of being on a stage. And of course, I have just like a little bit stage for just like one or two minutes before I go on stage. But yep. after that, it's just like it's it's completely fine. I'm just like totally in my element, and I just like want to share what I know. And if there's just like one person in the audience mm -hmm, nodding at me, then it's like it's the best feeling ever. And uh, this is why I'm doing events. How did you get to be a presenter? How do you? Well, how do you? This, I, I know that there's a lot of people what who would like to event? present. Yeah. What was your <laughs> yes. first event? Uh, that was a SharePoint Saturday event. There's a lot and of people uh, who have that background for sure. Topic? Within it. What was the topic? Yeah. Um, it was. was um, I think it was about productivity hacks in uh, M365. Cool. Cool. Yeah, and how how how, how did it go? You still know? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not go get into that. <laughs> I might need to to to, to revisit that uh, from time to time as well. But uh, yeah, so it was a SharePoint Saturday event, and uh, I I still love those uh, the smaller, more more regional um, events as well. Um, and it's always just like great fun to meet. Um, to meet some friends in the community and to travel to to a nice place, uh, yeah. So just like for us around in Europe, so um, I totally enjoy that. But bigger conferences, of course, have their own magic as well. And um, I I would not like to decide or to choose uh, what is better. Sounds good. Sounds good. Now, from a time perspective, I guess we need to start closing up, even though we can go on and on and on and on and on easily. So that's not the problem. Um, but um, uh, thank you, Luisa, for joining uh, on the BMP Weekly. Really good to catch up as well. This is now overlapping with our weekly meeting, so we're going to not have that one with you today. Uh, that was so... the weekly meeting, right? <laughs> that was the weekly meeting. <laughs> <laughs> 
we just got yeah those weekly meetings recorded and shared in the internet so anyway but yeah we we of course work super closely on the on the almost daily well daily so technically daily on the community side and open source yeah. side so thank you for that so helping on on coordinating a lot of that stuff as well pleasure yeah uh, let's do really quick what's happening this week you're obviously louisa in probably in amsterdam I am in Amsterdam uh, preparing for the ESPC program team. And at the end of the week, my two daughters will come to Amsterdam as well so that cool. we have some um, some time off as well because they have um, Easter holidays from school. What are you planning to visit in Amsterdam? Oh, uh, a bunch of Or museums. So, uh, and uh, my, my, my kids made the program and um, I, the program I only... Team. Yeah, they, they, they yeah, are the yes. program team for that. So I, I force them usually to come up with a plan um, if we um, have a long weekend in some in some nice city and then they need to um, plan everything. And I'm just like there to take the selfies, you know. Nice. There we go. Nice. That's really good. Delegation. That's that's smart. It's What delegation. about you, Waldek? Anything, <laughs> anything interesting this week? Busy, busy week. So we've got, we are going to announce, so uh, March 1 to March 15, we ran a virtual hackathon. We are going to announce the winners this week. So we are, we went through all submissions, projects, and some of them were really, really cool. So we are finalizing our decisions and, and picking the winners. We'll announce them soon. Uh, coming week, uh, what else is there? We will have new release of the Microsoft Graph Developer Proxy. We'll have new release of CLI for Microsoft 365. We are about to start one more initiative, one new initiative around Microsoft Graph, so that will come too. So other than that, not doing much, but <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff. <laughs> so you're totally, bored. Totally, totally. What you're saying yes. is you're bored. Yes. Yes. You're not doing no. anything. Board. Need no. to do no. more. Yeah, I have Need. I have this 10 minutes spare and I have no idea what to do with that. So <laughs> yes, exactly. It's itching. Vesa, what about you? Uh, we are releasing release candidate for VSVFX 1.17 tomorrow or today when this is coming out. Uh, so that's pretty cool. GA is happening within two weeks, unless uh, there's some in, in surprises, surprises. Um, as I'm saying this, this is now 27th of March, 2023. Is it 2023? Yes, it is. Um, what year is it? Where am I? Who no are details. these people? Just give me the year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, just give me a year. Uh, and then, of course, community. A lot of community calls and actions on that side, and and double checking of uh, working on the open source side of the house um, as well. But a lot of other stuff, of course, happening across the stack. But really, really cool. Good. Uh, now, we'll jump on the weekly articles to go them through with Waldek. But thank you, Luisa. Uh, one more time. Really, very really cool. Join. Uh, good to catch up. And we'll talk later. And have fun in Amsterdam. And Enjoy Amsterdam. Bye-bye. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. Excellent. Thank you, Luisa, one more time on the, on the interview. And uh, thank you for... Well, adjusting your schedules, even though you're traveling, that's always good. Um, I think there was a some sort of a strike somewhere in Germany related on public transportations, which is causing some of the the things to get adjusted. Um, it is what it is. Now, let's jump on the weekly articles, um, right? Let's do that. What Let do we have? Share my screen. 
we have quite a few articles actually on Microsoft side. It, it's interesting how it works. Clearly, that every now and then there's a big bang, and then there's a nothing, and then big bang. <laughs> a lot of lot of articles across multiple different areas. So first of all, uh, we did announce uh, the Microsoft Loop being now uh, in public preview, um, so you can actually have that super. Uh, polished uh, Go offering and creating content directly within the Microsoft Loop app. So not necessarily just in Microsoft Teams or in Word or in any other areas. You can actually use Microsoft Loop application to do this stuff. Um, that's actually really, really cool. Have you tested out uh, the actual app? I have. So I tested the app already for a while now um, on the web. Um, it is an interesting experience. Um, I think it's still early on, uh, but it will be interesting to see how it's going to change the way we interact with the data and in the end, what it will end up being the host for. Because it's one thing yeah. to be able to share the data, create something in there, but then you want to be able to find, reuse, and and, and also have the things like, you know, access, uh, permission management, versioning, changes, comments, yep. co-authoring. Yep. So I wonder where will that fall in the end in the spectrum of tools that we use for work? Yeah. Or will the, the, like already today, will the loop experiences be natively integrated across all of the existing applications? And rather than having it separate app, app it's actually part of the, which is obviously a direction where we're heading as well. So it's interesting to see um, how this, this area evolves. Well, for, for one, we haven't really had that. Like the closest you would get with loops are web parts, really, where, where like, you know, like independent blogs that you can reuse across. Yep. Uh, locations, but back then there was only in SharePoint intranet, right? Whereas sure. now we kind of have the same idea that you can create a reusable table, paragraph, checklist, whatever you want, and reuse it across your emails, documents, and everything. So that is kind of a new paradigm that we are not used to working with yet. Like we we sure. we did we we've never had that in a past. Now we do. So it will be interesting to see how we adjust the way we work to it to yep. now having this this new tech and see how will it, or will it change the way we work? Or will it be like, yes, this is convenient for some things, but in a grander scheme of things, I still want to be able to lock things down and version yep. things and not have that endless uh, co-authoring without being able to go back. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's the interesting, um, if you go, if that the classic discussion point on the loop, I'll send you an email with the table, you read it, and tomorrow you come back to that table, it has been changed. So that, that yeah, basically, it's, it's not a version of the truth at the time, it's a living thing. And that is a mentally completely different uh, approach. Uh, so it's it's interesting. We'll see how it goes. Now, as one of that Microsoft uh, Loop announcements, and there was obviously a lot of, lot of uh, related announcements and related communications, uh, reinventing collaboration with AI in Microsoft Loop. And basically, there's a, a uh, AI helpers in place for creating uh, content directly within the Microsoft Loop, uh, which is obviously the chat GPT behind of the scenes, um, which is giving you instructions and guidance and all of that then we can see this this co-pilot now being introduced in many 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 applications which is actually really cool so having a additional helper in place uh good old uh clippy uh kind of a style thing but not using the clippy of course um in this context it's it's i don't think clippy is it's it's not a business 
savvy or business enough, so to say. It's so Cliffy would have a reference on, hey, it's funny, yeah, but you know, we need to do business. Um, so I don't. I didn't reintroduce Clippy back. I'm just thinking this here out loud between the uh, lines, you know. Well, so. yeah, I mean, it, there, I think it's it's an interesting thing. Like, I, I think maybe, I mean, we can spe- speculate this about day and night. Like, I wasn't involved in any decision yeah. around it. So we could yeah. say, like, yeah, why haven't we done this? I don't know. Like, there are people who know it. There are people who don't. There are people who love it. There are people who don't. So, yep. maybe yeah, it's so. for, for, for one, just to make it clear, no, no, this isn't. We haven't evolved it. This is a brand new thing. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. And it, and it's more professional style uh, integrated in applications rather than somebody. Hey, do you want to have? <laughs> Hello. I mean, there is something to say for both, right? Because like True. there are people True. who actually crave for that uh, character, like yep. for that thing to be personalized, to be a thing, as opposed to computer. Right, so yep, it's absolutely it's really hard to uh, choose in the end, like which direction you want to go. Do you want to go with that direction or that direction? Because there's always sure. there are always arguments for both. Yep, there are as many opinions as there are humans in the world. So now this one uh, was um, I'll, I'll talk about this one and then we'll start uh, switching uh, between the signs. So uh, Adam Harmitz basically had a teaser blog post uh, related on the all of the upcoming announcements on the SharePoint, uh, which are coming in the Microsoft 365 conference, which is obviously not just about SharePoint. SharePoint is the underlying content and application services for Microsoft 365, and that powers stuff like Viva and Teams and even Loops actually are created in SharePoint. So it's it's a really interesting dynamics behind of the scenes, how things are working. Um, and we are going to have an interesting announcements in the Microsoft 365 conference. Um, and it's set to be as big as the announcement back in 2016, when we reinvented the whole SharePoint concept. Uh, so basically, introduced the modern SharePoint. So what are we now going to call it then? Because the, if it's the, the modern new pages, new. no, no. <laughs> Yes. New V2. New, new V2, yes. <laughs> Underscore the final. <laughs> yes. Well, it, it isn't the final. I, I no, hope. it's not the final. Yes, definitely not. But yeah, a lot of, lot of, lot of cool stuff uh, on May 2nd to May 4th in Las Vegas on the Microsoft 365 conference. A lot of, lot of great announcements uh, coming back on Microsoft Viva AI, Syntex topics. There's going to be so many things uh, which are really, really cool uh, shared over there. Now, Zach Rosenfeld uh, is a person who runs stuff related on uh, storage and operational stuff within the SharePoint. Um, and this comes back on the Loop app, um, with where the Loop files are actually stored within SharePoint. Um, and it, I'm, I'm just actually... Quickly scanning through, are we using one specific term? And we are not, so I'm not going to talk about that one yet. Uh, but um, so obviously, mm-hmm. the, the, the loop app, loop app is taking care. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's incredibly hard, by the way, to always feel like, what are the things and terms that I can say at this moment? No, not yet. Not that. <laughs> but Thank yeah, SharePoint. Article. 
<laughs> SharePoint is powering the loop and 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 providing the storage uh, services uh, for the loop application. So basically, as we're typing or doing modifications in the Microsoft loop, all of that information is actually stored behind of the scenes to SharePoint, which is the content uh, services of Microsoft 365. And that's what this article is all about. Now, announcing Copilot in Viva Engage. Uh, another Copilot announcement. Exactly, right? So two weeks back, I think by now, as we're recording this, we announced Copilot in Microsoft 365. So kind of across all Microsoft 365, the ability for you to have an AI-driven uh, uh, assistant of sorts that puts you in control, but basically works with you, along you, to help you create content and summarize things and understand things. And Viva Engage is yet another place where we are announcing that. So I guess it's in this uh, context, it's all about uh, Q&A, finding insights, summarizing, sharing things. It's all about comms, right? The way we yeah. uh, co-communicate at scale um, and then having that also, like, also for that an assistant. Yeah, I, I, and this is basically using the, as I said, Copilot as, as the summarizing things and all of that. So I, I think you had the absolutely brilliant example of using the AI. So basically, here's my response with the single lines. Then you use the AI to expand that to be a paragraph. Then you send that paragraph to the recipient, and the recipient takes the paragraph and put it in AI and says summary. <laughs> and then it's again Such a online. waste of energy. <laughs> We should just, we yes. should, you know what, we, like, we should communicate <laughs> in just zeros and ones. Yeah, well, <laughs> but it, it's interesting, interesting dynamics how that goes forward. So really, really cool. Now, uh, there was a new article also from the Viva site uh, on the Viva Sales. Viva Sales is the first role-based Viva module, uh, which is targeted for salespeople, and it integrates uh, across the CRM uh, for uh, supporting sales capabilities directly within Outlook and in Teams. Uh, it's actually really, really cool because it's in, in taking advantage of the Teams platform and then surfacing in the same way as our partners can actually build experiences. So it takes advantage of exactly the same implementation uh, storyline. And this is, again, the March 2023 uh, summary on what are the latest capabilities in Viva Sales and, and how it gets better and better integrated, for example, to Outlook, and what are the experiences, what we get from there. So really, really cool uh, scenario for sure. A quick summary on the new features. Then there was a business value investing on employee growth. Are you exactly. being... So a more, a more business level overview across the value add or why would you care about Viva and how does that fit into your employee experience and how does that cater, how does that help you improve the way you work in a way, right? And I think there were, there were uh, yes, so as you're looking at the screen now, on April the 20th, there will be an event and I don't know if it's online or in person. Online. I suppose online, all digital online. event, meaning yep. on, online, yeah. So there'll be event around that. So around uh, research finding, technology showcase, basically showing you the latest and greatest of where are, where are we coming from? What, what are the trends and how we see these trends becoming a part of the workplace and how technology yep. that we offer at Microsoft are going to support them. Absolutely, absolutely. That will be an interesting event for sure. Now, we also had a updated preview of the SharePoint Framework 1.17 released uh, uh, last Tuesday. Uh, release candidate this Tuesday, GA next Tuesday. That's right now the, the sequence. Um, and 
uh, 1.17 is really having a better integration with Microsoft Teams uh, uh, application built with SharePoint framework. There's, of course, improvements in VivaSide. There's, of course, improvements in uh, web parts and SharePoint side of the house as well. So it's basically evolving forward all of the different capabilities that you can use with SharePoint framework. Um, and we'll, we'll do a even more uh, docs and guidance on all of the new features uh, as we roll out to GA pretty soon. Then there was a blog post related on Teams Toolkit. Exactly. Updates for March 2023 in Teams Toolkit for Visual Studio Code, because there is version for VS Code and VS, right? So in this yep. article, uh, the other group talks about the updates that they've done in March to Toolkit in VS Code, and actually across two versions. So there is the currently GA version V4, and what has been yep. changed there. And in parallel, they work already on V5, the next generation of a toolkit with improvements around, especially pipeline, the way it's composed, the way you can control it. So it's really interesting to see where, where we are, what's going to come. Um, and also, you know, like what are the different abilities that we will get once we go to that V5? So definitely yep. if you are, if you build teams for apps, this is a great article for you to read, to go through, to learn basically what is what are the, the latest abilities that you can already use and that you will be able to use soon. Yep, absolutely. Really, really cool. Then we had a uh, blog post from David uh, related on custom communication experiences with Azure Communication Services ULI for Microsoft Teams users. And that's a mouthful, but basically what it means is that there's a set of controls for Azure Communication Services, which big technically is the underlying Microsoft Teams experiences, which you can integrate to your website and mobile and all of that stuff and build a custom experiences, which are then connecting to Microsoft Teams. So basically, the, the people who are working within their business um, will be using still Microsoft Teams, um, but for consumer side or people who meet with them, they will they can have a custom website experience. And this is just a reference point again on, on calling out uh, what you can do with that, uh, the ACS and what are the different capabilities and features available from the UI library. So really, really, really cool, cool stuff. I, I love the fact that it's a set of controls and not just, hey, here's an APIs. So it's basically track yeah, and drop and control and it and works. And now you also need to have PhD in telephony and exactly, exactly. and whatever else you need exactly. video processing you're like what no like basically do I, th I think it even sa says that in article like do more with with less code yeah absolutely like, absolutely really definitely now, this one's really interesting um, I can talk about this one because I, re I remember uh, I was in Orlando last September, maybe, when uh, in the Power Platform Conference, they announced uh, the Microsoft Power Up program. Um, and this basically is a 12-week skilling program designed for transforming people, non-technical professional, to succeed and advance their career for low-code development. Um, and uh, the interest was overwhelming. Uh, so as they announced that in September, if I remember correctly, September 2022, there was 87,000 applicants from 103 countries, which is wow. But really shows uh, also uh, the demand and shows the, the, the reach and also the, the, let's say, the interest of the people to be like, oh, that's really interesting. I actually want to understand what I can do here. How can I evolve my career to be a low-code uh, developer? So really, really, it would, really cool. It would, it would be interesting to see, given the current state of things, imagine that we launched a similar program around AI, like applying AI to workplace. 
yes. what the interest would, would be around that. Yeah. I think it would, it would yeah. be like additional Z0 behind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but really, really cool and, and absolutely brilliant program and and great way of kind of getting more of those developers in place as well. So it's, it's a really, really uh, great, great, great program for sure. Now, then we had a Viva Connection uh, implementation. Exactly. Um, uh, we have here an article that talks about that basically is a series of articles that takes you step by step through how you would build a Viva Connections card and ACE and adaptive card extension, right? That 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 shows you uh, prices of stocks. I mean, like it's an example that yes, like there is a card for that available to us out of the box, but the, the idea being more um, how you build a card that is backed by an API on Azure secured with yep. AAD and how, like, yep. what is the mechanics of it end-to-end from having the API, deploying it, securing it, setting it up for a course, building the cart, connecting the cart to the API, deploying everything end-to-end. So this is a really yep. great detailed walkthrough of everything that is involved with building an AAD secured API on Azure backed adaptive card card extension. Um, so if you are interested in that, in extending connections, this is a great article for you to follow to learn what you can do. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, we're gonna share all of those three articles uh, in the summary. Now, Gunt Asangani had a great blog post related on overview on craft developer proxy. We have multiple ones of this this week, which is really, really cool. Yeah, and this is really great, right? Like, it's really great to see how people uh, start thinking more about, hey, like I built this app connected to API, which nowadays is almost every app. Yep. And I can easily test the way it works. How yeah. do I test it when when the the API that I use and which I often don't own breaks? How do I te- how do I get into that part of my code? Because I've added some some code that's supposed to work, but how do I know for sure, right? So yep. with with that, I. Microsoft Graph Developer Proxy give you that ability to test no matter what type of app you build, no matter what API you use, you have that ability to simulate errors and experience them on your own box, in your own code. And this article shows you the very first step. How will you acquire the Microsoft Graph Developer Proxy, set it up, get it to work, and then basically to the point where you can test the simulate the first errors and see them actually in your code and see how your app reacts to it. So really, really great uh, high-level overview. Yep, absolutely. Really, really cool stuff. Uh, now, related on uh, that discussion, Sean McAvenue uh, had also a similar kind of, a, uh, well, improving a Microsoft Craft PowerShell scripts with the Craft Developer Proxy. So a bit of a different perspective, but again, it reminds on the flexibility of the Craft Developer Proxy. Right, Waldek? Exactly, because it's for really any type of app you can run on your box because it sits basically between your app and internet. So yep. no matter whether you build your app in C-sharp, uh, JavaScript, REST, or Rust, Go, Ruby, PowerShell scripts even, right? It has yep. access to all, 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 all API calls that you will do. And with that, it's able to simulate errors on these calls. So again, a really great example because notice who doesn't build scripts in PowerShell, right? We all do. Sure. So this is, again, a great, great chance for you to see how will these scripts work when you, when you will get an odd issue like 49s, 20 calls, right? So yep. this is a great article for everybody, really, 
to uh, read, to go through and check out. Yeah, absolutely. It's really, really cool stuff. Thank you, Sean, on that. Now, there was a from Casper. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I said, Casper, you need to have your name somewhere in this. <laughs> <laughs> we had the same thing thinking uh, or same same uh, thing last time as well. But anyway, so Casper had a blog post related on the choice of hiding content from Microsoft Search. So basically, how could you hide something which you do not want to be actually surfaced within uh, the search results. There are a few ways of doing that when the, in the crawling side. And then in here, uh, it's it's all about how do we filter actually from the results as a minus do not show this content type at all. So you can actually filter out things uh, uh, from, the, from the results as well, which is actually really cool. So these are really good kind of a tips on, on for anybody who has to, you know, I need to do the same thing. How do I... You go to Google or Bing and do the search, and ah, there we go. Thank you, Casper, for helping us. So, well, and it's also an interesting thing there, right? Because like in here, we hide things from the results, so the content sure. is indexed. It is in sure. index. If sure. somebody would search via a different way, they will be able to find that Correct. still. So, Correct. if you really don't want the content to be included in search, you need to exclude it from index. That is really the yep. only true way to ensure that end to end. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, <clears throat> Liam had a blog post related on finding emails using Microsoft Craft PowerShell SDK, um, and basically how does that work, and how can we query, how can we find those um, as a reference point, uh, connecting to the graph, and then using the the right uh, PowerShell scripts to make things happen. So thank you for uh, uh, Liam on that one. Then there was a blog post from uh, Mark Rackley. Exactly the top. 10 Microsoft Viva myths. Well, if you want to know what they are, check out Mark's blog. Absolutely. There's a lot of, lot of stuff across the whole Viva suit here, uh, which is really, really cool. And, and references on exchange on points as well. Thank you, Mark, on that. Uh, Daryl and Daniel had a new uh, episode on their message center show, episode 277. Uh, Microsoft Copilot team screen, screen, new teams files up, and basically having a discussion on all of the new stuff that has been announced in the message center, uh, which is really, really cool. And then we have three videos pending for this week. Paula. Exactly. Understanding BICEP for Azure Resources Management part, part one. So what it is, what it's for, why would you care, why would you use it? If you want to know all of that, check out the video. It isn't that long. It's 8 minutes, 27 yep. seconds long. And for one, BICEP is something that you should know about if you build things on Microsoft Cloud. Absolutely, 100%. Now, Juliana DeLuca had a new uh, video as well. Uh, how to magnify PowerPoint presentations in Teams for attendees. So zoom in and out. Uh, we're still using uh, the the well, as you're presenting inside of the Teams. So it is snowing like crazy out there. So yeah, we, we went through <laughs> hell. Now we have rain. That was sunny. It's like we've got four seasons in one day. <laughs> yes, spring. Uh, now, and then the final video from uh, Wonder Laura, Laura Rogers, uh, Power Hour SharePoint and OneDrive file requests. Uh, so what are they and how do they actually work? And, and how do you manage the files within the within the SharePoint and OneDrive experience? It's a really cool video as well. 28 minutes, uh, walking through the different scenarios and, and uh, functionalities. So thank you, Laura, for that one. Cool. I guess that's it for now. We went through already what's going to happen this week uh, with Luisa. 
Yeah, that's about it. What's going to what happened two weeks back or what's going to happen in, in three months? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can do that. Cool. But thanks everybody for watching and thanks uh, for watching or listening, depending on whatever is your chosen pattern. You please use hashtag PMP Weekly and help us to find uh, the awesome stuff what you are creating uh, across the inter interweb. Uh, so that that's a really nice thing to do. Fast helps. Other than that, you. yes. Other than that, thank you, Baldek. And that was really good. Thank you, and thank you, Luisa. Really, really good. And we'll be back within a week. See you, everybody. Thank you.